Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jam Yearbook version 2021. I'm Jim, and I'm here with someone I've been talking about music with for over 35 years, my good friend, Matt. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing great, Jim. How you been? I'm doing well, doing well. On the Jam Yearbook, we take a semi-deep dive into a single year of music. We reminisce about the music we enjoyed from the year, share any new discoveries we have with each other, and sometimes go down music rabbit holes we wish we hadn't. We don't claim to be music experts. We're just guys with opinions. We enjoy talking about music. So Matt, 35 plus years of talking about music, and here we are on the cusp of here and now 2021. What the hell were you thinking choosing last year? Well, we're going to have to get here sooner or later. Yeah. Didn't matter how long we put it off. <laughs> I think anywhere in the last eight years aren't going to be easy for me. Mm-hmm. I, I fully went in knowing I was going to struggle and po- probably find next to nothing. I listened to a few Spotify and Apple playlists and whew, yeah, I was right. I knew some of the names, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really identify many of the hits in case my inflection wasn't proper. There were air quotes around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not really sh- Whatever, they're hits to somebody, right? Yeah. I shouldn't complain. But other than what my kids are playing, I'm in complete control of what I listen to. And okay. it's really not these hits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do think this is going to be a unique conversation compared to the previous episodes that we've done. But still maybe cool about music and our experiences and maybe just what you found out this week while you were diving in looking for something. Every show we've done to this point has been steeped in some kind of nostalgia for us. We list off bands we're excited to run through. But today it's more like, hey, Matt, what were you listening to last year? (laughs) It's almost odd. It it, it is really odd. It did turn out to be uh, a little bit of nostalgia for me. We'll get into it as we go on. But I'm thankful we went through 2021. It made me realize that I'm in a rut right now as far as new music last version we did 2008 and i was in the process of getting out of a rut and discovering new groups that i liked in 2008 you were playing a lot of music Mm -hmm. so you were probably in one then uh because you were concentrating on what you were playing with the band and and everything and and in 2021 we've kind of switched roles because i've been playing with the same guys now for close to 10 years and i realized that most of what i listened to is what we're playing. Yeah. So it's exactly what you were going through in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listen to a lot of sports radio because I've done sports with my kids all along. They're athletes. We talk about sports a lot. You know, the NFL draft, that's like, you know, Christmas Eve in our house. <laughs> we, we sit there, oh, who's going to go? No, they need a tackle. But, you know, <laughs> we just if, go if on you, and if on. If you raise it's, those it's poor so kids, fun. Raiders fans. Hey, Raiders are global. Yeah, they're global. <laughs> but you know what? That That's life, isn't it? We've had different times in our lives when we've been too busy or preoccupied to pay attention to what's happening in music. I think I either just got lucky and started paying attention to the time when music seemed to be getting more exciting to me again, or maybe 2021 will be significant somewhere down the line as a year goes. I started listening to a lot more music in 2021, and I found quite a bit that I liked. Picking my five songs for the end of this show was really a struggle. My five is a struggle too, but probably different because it sounds like you had more to choose from. Mm -hmm. With me, it was finding that needle in the haystack a little bit. But once I started, um, it may have taken me a while to finalize what my top (laughs) five was because I finished it probably like 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I'm, I'm excited to have a few years of music to go back on and dig through. Yeah. Usually we talk about events and deaths that we're covering, but there's not really much from 2021 for us to talk about. There are a lot of significant people who did pass away that were older, but I think when it comes to the music that we listen to or what influenced us growing up, I would throw a toast out there to Dusty Hill. And when we get to the right year, I know we'll talk about some ZZ Top. We already did a little bit in 1986. There's a good uh, ZZ Top documentary on Netflix called That Little Old Band from Texas. Mm-hmm. I found it one night and I said, oh, you know, I'll split this into two halves and watch it over a couple nights. But I sat there and watched it all. Uh, it's really <laughs> good. I saw it the other night and I went back and rewatched it because you had brought up uh, Dusty Hill passing. So yep. that, that was still pretty good to watch. And Charlie Watts, drummer of the Rolling Stones, passed away. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That was- yeah. Neither of us are big Stones fans, but he was the glue that was holding that music together. You got to be a strong drummer to keep a bunch of noodlers in time. He's like herding cats <laughs> there, you know, because the guitars and the bass are just going all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. Cheers to Charlie as well. I stand behind a statement I made at the time that more people in the world have two-stepped in a bar pub somewhere to his drum beat than any other rock and roll drummer. You're goddamn right. Yeah. So other than that, <laughs> it was it was it was a pandemic year. Most concerts were canceled. You couldn't go to anything. And there weren't really a lot of events happening. And it was a strange year. I did look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I didn't really realize the Foo Fighters, Carole King, the Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner. They went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it was like it just went right over my head. Yeah, I don't remember hearing anything about this class. Mm -hmm. I mean, in about 10 years, we're going to run out of rock groups to put in anyways. Yeah, that's true. No, the the groups are going to be made of uh, pop, rap, and hip hop. Yeah, where are we going after Foo Fighters? Is it like Biscuit? Oh, gosh, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. That's what you're looking at. Yeah, I know. They should just rename it the Music Hall of Fame (laughs) just to stay relevant. And I'm not, I mean, I'm kind of shitting on it, but I'm not. I mean, if they want to stay relevant, they shouldn't call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't matter what genre anyways. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's music, it's music. (laughs) <laughs> so let's get into the music anyway of 2021, since I'm excited to talk about it. We spent a lot of time indoors and unable to socialize with people in 2021. I was bored and trying to interact with people on social media. I think I tagged you or you tagged me in one of those share yeah, 10, al- yeah, 10 album covers over 10 days on Facebook. And I took it a little bit further and I started doing a song a day that I was adding to a Spotify list. And I would put up a different music video for each of the songs. And Monday, surprise, surprise was New Music Monday. So on Friday, when the new music release playlist would pop out on Spotify, I would go through that entire playlist and look for something to share for the Monday drop on Facebook. I was a little preoccupied with this stupid shit, but to be honest, nothing wrong with that. It was just something to do. To it's, be like, honest, it's a way to start conversation, right? It was, I was trying to engage people with music. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did have a lot of weeks where I struggled to find anything. And there were times when I, I got to a Monday and I was literally like posting something that just seemed good enough for a new songs. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. <laughs> There were a few bands I discovered from doing this, though, that were really great. And I bought three vinyl albums from 2021 that are new releases from the current artists. So 2021 made me stop backfilling my vinyl collection with old stuff. And I started to buy some new stuff. So it was fun. It was a nice way to look through music. 
Yeah. Right. right? Cause I, I think I was listening to the radio in driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo came mm-hmm. on. It's like, Oh, this is a really good song. You know, it's got a nice sentiment, you know, she mm-hmm. sings it really well. And then I look Olivia Rodrigo. I'm like, Oh God, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I was almost disappointed in my, do you remember that I posted on Facebook a link to her album saying that it was the best album that came out in the United States in 2021. No, I don't. I had no clue who she was. I just listened to it. I didn't know that it was a number one album. I didn't know she was a smash hit everywhere. I just popped that up on Facebook. And sure enough, all my friends probably thought, what a dick. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody liked it. Nobody gave it a thumbs up. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a good... There's a good clip of her doing it on Austin City Limits, too. I think it's a really cool album. And for being one of the Disney kids, which I did find out she was after. She, I of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. The conglomerate yes. wins again. So then that's an observation you have for 2021. What were some other observations that you had looking back on the year? Well, Kim and I were lucky enough to have jobs considered essential during the whole COVID Thing. So we mm-hmm. didn't go through some of the struggles that other people did on my days off, though. I did limit my going out, not as much as 2020, but most of 2021, I'd grown accustomed to certain limitations. Yeah. But when COVID was going on, I really dug into my mind. So years ago, I would hit up thrift shops looking for your grandpa's clothes. <laughs> I'm going to take um, <laughs> uh, There are a few places that sold used records and this was before prices kind of, you know, took off with demand. College radio stations would have sales too. I'd go out and buy like five for a buck or sometimes, you know, 10 for a dollar, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the condition. But, you know, you'd find multiple copies of the same thing and piece together a usable copy of a Chicago record or something. But COVID was a good time to catch up on all that because you can only listen to so much. And when you have close to like 700, 800 records, <laughs> you, 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 you got to pace yourself. That's a lot of records, uh, Matt. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, but when they're cheap, what else are you going to do? I really started to want to rant about the Billboard Hot 100 singles list mm-hmm. just because there's no rock on it. it. Maroon 5 doesn't count. They're not rock. There are a couple country artists on there. Okay. But there's nothing I'd heard of. And the number one was Morgan Waller. <laughs> so I didn't realize he was the one that got caught using a racial slur, but it's weird how he didn't really hold his career back much. Mm-hmm. And there's fucking drum machine on it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this, I hope, really hope country doesn't follow that suit. No, no, that's bad. I really hope not. Not that I'm a country fan, but I had to find completely different lists for rock and alt rock mm-hmm. and this what kind of pulled me back from wanting to shit all over it because I realized there's just so much music out there. It just goes to the ease of how, um, how people can just release music. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff getting released. Yep. Uh, but really not on the rock and all rock list. There was, wasn't a lot of unique stuff. Mm-hmm. Volbeat won me over. I listened to live to die from 2019 because Neil Fallon from clutch was mm-hmm. singing on it. I love mm-hmm. clutch. Their album, Servant of the Mind. It was good, but it's nothing groundbreaking. That's kind of the whole gist of the rock and the alt-rock lists. Mm -hmm. There's going to be standouts, but I mean, in the alt-rock list, I mean, what the fuck? Glass Animals, Heat Waves. I've not heard this band. It's alt-rock. Listen to it. And you're (laughs) like, why why is this on this list? And then be angry um, I, at you for making me listen to it. <laughs> well, it's it, it's not a terrible song, but it's like, wait a second. 
why are they on this list? Why can't, if rock's not going to go over to the hot 100 singles list, mm-hmm. why does other things, why do other things have to have to migrate? It's like, mm-hmm. you got your own list. Apparently now I don't make the rules, <laughs> uh, but you know, it just all, a lot of it just sounds the same. I just, and it could be just me not listening enough to be able to pick up the differences. Rock has an edge and he waves that didn't have an edge. <laughs> <laughs> but like the indie crowd we talked about in 2008, if you look like you spent more than 10 minutes deciding what to wear, that's not edgy. No. <laughs> um, I don't know if you looked at, Pal- I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce this right, Palayal Royale. I did go listen to it. Oh, I don't know if they're, that's the norm, but it just looks and sounds so planned out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you were saying in 1993, how Saigon Kick was kind of like too polished for you to give the time of day. That's kind of how I feel about this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just just, slick. It's it's just too packaged. Mm -hmm. And it just seems so obvious. There's this pop boy band that I found when I was listening to this Palais Royale, Palais Royale. However we say that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So anyways, the boy band was called, why don't we? And yeah. And first, Thank you for making me listen. Yeah, to I said this over to oh, you. Jesus. They, they do a song called Slow Down that literally takes the riff right out of the middle of the Smashing Pumpkins 1979 and lays it down as the song work for this. In the beat, too. Yes, the beat. Everything is identical. <laughs> it it kind of blew my mind. I understand hip hop using samples, and I know this is a boy band. But every boy band, girl band that I've ever experienced from boys to men to Destiny's Child to New Kids on the Block to NSYNC to Backstreet Boys, they all have original music. They don't take another person's song and do their own tune over it. It's lazy songwriting. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah. I'm pissed off that these guys fuck them for doing this over a Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> song because I love this song and fuck the Smashing Pumpkins for letting them do it. Yeah, I love this song too. Uh, not, not, not this. Why don't we? And that is that is that irony when their band name is Why Don't We? When the answer <laughs> when the answer is in the song, no, you, you never you, should. You, you, you just shouldn't do yes. that. Yes, <laughs> uh, but the, and, but that's the kind of bullshit that pushes me away from boy bands mm-hmm. you know it's assembled it's not authentic this isn't music that would start in a garage yeah but do you know five seconds of summer oh yeah what's what is the name of that hot song they had there well, it was uh, it was huge but they, they they're a boy band that all play their own instruments and write their own music and i still don't like them really but i can't knock them for what they're going out and trying to do when i see a band like this just completely riff over yeah but you know it when you see it and you hear it Mm -hmm. right when you give yourself enough time to actually pay attention to what's going on you know when it's starting in uh eurovision the voice yeah idol x factor okay i'm gonna pull back because i'm (laughs) starting i'm gonna go on a ramp but i just want to acknowledge i know you're pissed that someone was doing this fucking <laughs> song. And I, I 100% agree with you. You've got to be a little pissed at Billy Corgan because he wrote the song, Yeah, I assume. Yeah. Uh, so he had to at least approve it unless he sold his publishing rights. <laughs> uh, but 
Uh, and and you you fucker you got me no no you're probably right if this was a sugar ray tune i probably yeah. wouldn't give a shit <laughs> i know yeah. but i went so far as to go to their wikipedia page okay and 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 they cite justin bieber as an influence oh. how fucked are we jim oh we are that already <laughs> that already how long has justin bieber been around and he's already influencing the next generation, the next generation yeah. of musicians. That generational influence gap seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, maybe, but maybe it goes back and forth in different waves. And we should observe this over the years as we cover more, because certainly in the original run of rock and roll artists, you know, there are artists who were influencing each other that were just a year or two or six months behind them. Oh, yeah. But at least Led Zeppelin was ripping off old blues musicians. That's true. That's <laughs> right. True. And, and, and this is my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. And as you were saying, like 10 years down the road, you know, I could have a different point of view if I can stomach to take more of the music in. I know it's entertainment, but it just at face value, it feels wrong. You know, I watched oh, a YouTube yeah. video that it had like 10 seconds, 10 second clips of new uh, alt rock songs. And I felt mm-hmm. like I was walking down Carnival Row <laughs> and all these barkers are just screaming at me to play their game and just begging to for me to give them my money. I'm like, no, oh. you're, you're you're trying too hard. It just doesn't feel authentic. Do mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you want to talk about stuff you liked? yeah yeah because i i I don't i don't want to get caught up in the whole middle-aged dude not connecting with with today's music uh but more onto middle-aged or i don't know if they're middle-aged they got to be old but acdc came out with power oh yeah they're they're more middle-aged than we are that's for sure (laughs) no they're old they're old They're old, right? It's a good record. I had forgot it came out. Uh, and I just listened to it for the first time this week. I do miss Malcolm Young's guitar work on it. They have uh, their young, their nephew, Stephen Young, playing. Yep. But, man, you can tell there's a difference when Malcolm Young's not playing rhythm. He's such an underrated guitarist. I checked out Mammoth. Yep. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen's group. You know, it's okay stuff. He's a yeah he's talented supremely talented Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm very curious as to where he's gonna go and grow yeah i think it's kind of natural if you're a van halen fan you're gonna give wolfgang your time i i definitely will i hope they do yeah i I hope the whole michael anthony thing doesn't you know i don't think it should really brush back on him personally i hope not no he's still young and he's trying to come from behind this massive shadow that his dad left behind oh geez yeah yeah and, you know, I don't think the debut of Mammoth was that great, but I do think it can show what he might be capable of someday because he has that musical ability. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And another one I found out just, I think, this week, maybe like three days ago, was Aaron Jones. Boom. Holy crap. That yes. guy's awesome. The same day you found out about him must have been when you put him in the notes and I took a look and I read I had not ever heard of him before. I've been waiting to discover something new from this show that one of us would share with the other one. Oh, yeah. And something that would get me really excited. And this Aaron Jones album really was great. When you hear a new band or artist, I think you automatically you want to compare them to somebody else in your head. So, you know, just for the listener's sake of understanding what we're hearing, 
There was something that was like a touch of Manchester Orchestra combined with what I want Greta Van Fleet to sound like. It was a little more raw and edgy with the guitar work. Yeah, it just... Uh, Me too. I keep listening to it. I hear some grunge in there as well. It could mm-hmm. be the guitar tone. Manchester Orchestra was new to me. I didn't. I hadn't heard them before, so I went back and listened. But I see what you mean. They're, the music is laid back during the verse, but then it unleashes during the chorus and when he's not singing. Mm-hmm. So it gives, uh, when it's laid back, you know, it gives the lyrics a chance to maybe resonate. Yep. And for the singer to just sing his balls off, man. That yeah. guy's awesome. I He's got a couple of records that I'm going to have to go back and check on. Hey, Jim, guess what? What? Oh, Papa Roach is still making music. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm sorry to laugh. That's but great. It, it wasn't bad. Okay. Did it sound like same old Papa Roach? I couldn't tell you because I know probably thanks to that song <laughs> I don't know Papa, Roach. Papa Roach songs. <laughs> there were a lot of 90s bands that seemed to reunite or come back together in 2021. I think it's possible that COVID brought old friends back together. and It definitely spawned my podcasting career. <laughs> so I can understand this. And I've spent the past two years getting back in touch with friends from the past 30 years and people I've played music with. I can certainly understand how these bands suddenly found themselves on house party or zoom or skyping together. Well, it's so easy to just like, just making an album. It's so we're doing this over zoom. Yeah. yeah right? How absolutely. easy is it to share this kind of stuff and make music that mm-hmm. way? I compiled the list of 1990s bands that all put out albums in 2021. Let her rip. Here we go. <laughs> Edie Brickell and the new Bohemians, the offspring Dinosaur Jr., Garbage, Green Jelly, Eve Six, The Wallflowers, Blues Traveler, Sponge, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Sneaker Pimps, Candlebox, Third Eye Blind, Limp Biscuit, The Verve Pipe, Ani DeFranco, Natalie Imbruglia, Liz Fair, and Melissa Etheridge all released albums. We are a Sarah McLaughlin album away from another Lilith Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to have Tori Amos in the Indigo Girls. In oh, too. definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but we should take a look. I think Tori Amos might have released an album last year. It wouldn't surprise me. She I probably she put something out every six months. <laughs> it was like opening up a 1990s time capsule when I looked at this. <laughs> Were like, you looking at your BMG catalog? <laughs> I was. I was going to get 11 cassettes for a penny. <laughs> hey, look, we're able to be nostalgic in an episode about last year now. No so shit, right? That, that door's been kicked open. <laughs> Out of the bands you listed, I would care about The Offspring and Dinosaur Jr. I, I don't think The Offspring's ever done anything that I've hated. Mm-hmm. I think I've at least liked everything they've done. I was surprised with Green Jelly, so to the point where I actually went and listened to it. I don't know whether I'm supposed to take Green Jelly seriously or not. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound it. It definitely does sound just like satire. (laughs) I think it is. (laughs) But the music isn't bad. No, no. It's it's not bad. Uh, Dinosaur Jr., I haven't listened to that one yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blues Traveler, I wish would stay away. The Offspring album is good. Is it? I'll have to go. I'll have to go listen. I, I actually listened to that album so much that Two of the songs wound up in the top ten of my Spotify oh, wow. playlist on the year. All yeah. right, I'll have to go. I'll have to go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. One other thing I noticed: mm-hmm. getting away from rock and more to like the Hot 100 singles. BS. Um, are we in this generation's version of 
the easy listening 70s? I hope not. <laughs> There's a lot of slow jams. Out. Yeah, there are. I mean, Givian, which I actually kind of liked. I, I, I liked what I was listening to his, but Olivia Rodrigo, Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. uh, Lil TJ, anything from Adele, WizKid. And those could be the anomalies from them. But judging what I hear my kids playing as well, I don't think so. I, I think we're into that. Are we into emo rap? We might be. I went and listened to this. The WizKid had two different versions on Spotify for me. One with Bieber singing through autotune, which was unnecessary. He could have just sang it. Let's hope why don't we is listening. <laughs> I, I also <laughs> checked out the Give Giveon. What I found was that the music just seemed kind of lazy and full of this kind of attitude. Like, yeah. I, I'm so good. I don't even have to try. I've showed up here. You're, here's my voice. Because what it sounds like to me is rap has lost a lot of its poetry and it seems like they're trying to fit less words in than as many words as they could before. There's this cadence of rap and this flow and thing I see going. They're not, there's, they're singing on a different step in the beat now or rapping on a different step in the beat. And it, it's almost like everything has this end drag to it, this, flow does not exist in rap the way that it used to i don't want to say i hate drake because i really haven't listened to enough of his music to say i hate it Mm -hmm. but part of me kind of respects the guy because he's been hanging around forever he's still kind of finding a way to be relevant all right yeah and because people but sometimes when somebody starts a movement that person themselves doesn't suck it's the movement of everybody copying them afterwards that gets annoying. But hey, we got we got a uh, you know we got Kanye. Yeah, I've heard I've heard Kanye quite a bit in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. especially Donda. Uh, my younger son Owen, he really likes Kanye, and I've heard this song. Um, there's some really good songs on there mm-hmm. um, that I really really like. J Cole, I've listened to the off season. I I like some of his other stuff but not necessarily this album. I didn't really find a whole lot on it worth revisiting. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how much of this rap over the last like 10 years, and this is my disconnect, how much of it is one hit wonders or because of the ease people can release music, Mm -hmm. how long their careers will be, um, how frequently they're putting stuff out and what happened to hip hop? maybe because there's just so much of it, there's not enough originality. But that's where I feel like it's full of attitude. It's like, I don't even need to think of something. Cause I'm well, of course it's be full of attitude. Cause do you, do you listen to what they're rapping yeah. about? Yeah. It, it, it's rapping about money and girls and dick size. It's always been it's, the same. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, not sometimes there used to be a lot of social commentary. Oh, very true. Very true. Rap and was based probably, on social commentary. The, the hip hop yeah. movement was born out of social commentary. And yeah. I think there's got to be still plenty of that out there. I'm just not aware of it. Mm-hmm. But what I listen to, other than the few raps mainly about uh, cop treatment, you know, yep, yep. on African Americans, yep. I don't know if there's like a bigger version of social mm-hmm. justice. 
voice out there. About mm-hmm. There yeah. are still a large group of pop artists that dominate the charts here, like Ed Sheeran, which you do have in the States, or Jesse Glynn. But in 2021, for me, there was a group called The Snuts, and they were the first Scottish rock band to debut their album at number one since 2008. There's a saying in Scotland that a tune is a tune. A good song is a good song. And even though all of that pop shite is still there, rock is getting airplay here. It's good to hear. Here's the thing about the snuts. When this album was making its run for number one, it was going up against Demi Lovato's new album that was going to come out that week as well. And they made a brilliant social media push. It's probably one of the reasons why I became such a big fan of theirs. I got behind it. Scotland got behind it. And for a week, they took the number one spot with that release. Awesome. Uh, so, so what year was this? 2021. Dude. 2021. This was last really year. Demi Lovato was still a thing. Yeah. Well, I did see. I did, that's how out of touch I am. Yeah. I didn't realize she was still. And yeah, these charts are really confusing to me. First of all, just knowing what chart you're looking at sometimes, um, US versus UK. But yeah, even on the US charts. I was surprised at how many greatest hits collections were on there. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully, there's no Aerosmith. (laughs) I can't believe when you list these bands here, how is Aerosmith not in there? I know it was a prime opportunity. Sick of Aerosmith. (laughs) It's prime opportunity. But yeah, you mentioned Queen, but there's also CCR, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Mm -hmm. uh, Bob Marley Legend, Mm -hmm. Journey, Tom Petty, The Beatles, One. Uh, Bob Seger. How is Bob Seger there, but not Aerosmith? <laughs> <laughs> because people had taste. Yes. Um, <laughs> Leonard Skinner, Billy Joel, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Uh, I, I'm not going to name them all, but in this could be he a has COVID- nickel back on that list, people. <laughs> and I'm not going to say that word. Here's here's the thing though. I've seen Nickelback live. Well, we'll talk about that when we yeah. have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do we have to? Listeners, please keep listening. Please keep listening. Don't turn the show off. Here's your Nickelback for you. But there were some classic albums on there too. ACDC, Back in Black. You mentioned Rumors. Mm-hmm. Beatles, Abbey Road. Nirvana, Nevermind. Yep. Uh, Metallica's Black. Lincoln mm-hmm. Park, Hybrid Theory. Yep. Um, the Eagles Hotel, California. It's not a bad album. It's not a bad. I just... It's not for me. It started a trend. Another example of a band that started a trend where the trend got annoying, but the band was good that started it. Yep. I. You know what? That's probably a perfect... You always have a perfect way to say <laughs> what I just shit on <laughs> and want to retract. Uh, but and, and this is... I'd like to look back at other charts to see if this was a COVID thing mm-hmm. where people are, you know, they're they're stuck inside. They're with their families. They want to introduce... Uh, their kids to other music and yeah. the best way to do it is, you know, greatest hits mm-hmm. collections. I wonder how or, many music or, classes or, were going on as part of yeah, the ex- home teaching. <laughs> exactly. Or, or, you know, or great groups like, or uh, great albums like rumors. Um, yeah. Are we going to have another fucking baby boom now? Uh, yeah, I hope so. And I hope, <laughs> oh, I, well, well, if there isn't, at least maybe we'll have a generation of kids raised on these albums though. 
Oh God, I hope so. Maybe by the time I, we're I sitting so. in retirement homes in 30 yeah. years, yeah. there'll be kids making music <laughs> like all these bands again. <laughs> oh, they sound like the Eagles. They oh, sound fuck like them. Jesus Christ, they sound like the fucking Eagles. Can't they be original? <laughs> yeah, we'll be angry <laughs> about it. <laughs> Sounds like Led Zeppelin and people get pissed at them, right? You know, I really want to believe that it's a younger audience just mm-hmm. trying to connect to music from the past. Kind of like how my kids just kind of listen to everything just because it's it's something they like. I'd love to think that the next generation that's going to come along with music and everything that's been there are more open to I, all of it. I really believe that. I really believe this, this generation isn't going to have the same hangups that we do. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they can get their act together and come out with some good rock stuff. Yeah. You know, listen to Aaron Jones, see how it's done. So Matt, when we first went into lockdown, I found myself making a new dedication to music. First, I decided to spend more time listening to female artists. I wasn't trying to be woke or anything. I just had this epiphany one day that maybe one of the reasons that music had just dried up for me was because I was naturally inclined to listen to masculine music. Dude tunes. I had very few women on my playlists. I think when we do 2019, 2020, it's really going to be dominated by women's music for me. I have that male to female imbalance too. Uh, but I think it's more of my preconceived notion that it's going to be poppy again, going back to how we were prejudging Grimes. Um, but with this new, with this new crop of female singers coming, I'm finding a lot of similarities in the voices, mm-hmm. the, the tone, the pitch, the inflection. Um, again, could be just, I haven't listened enough, but there are standouts that I can pick out Lady Gaga. I can pick out Adele. Yeah, I agree. There are a lot of similar vocal styles. I think they're being copied. I've respectfully will say maybe being shared. Uh, Billy Ellish has inspired this whisper singing thing that goes on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Olivia Rodrigo that we spoke of, uh, Dua Lipa. she's been part of that sound i've also heard this 90s alternative rock female vocal sound coming through on a lot of music oh really yeah i'll have to keep that in mind it might just be some of the scottish bands here that i've listened to when i'm searching out new stuff but there is a trend of that grunge period that i think is going Mm. to be coming through yeah, Billie Eilish, she's definitely identifiable, and I don't hate her music. I actually, whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's really kind of neat. You know, maybe if I listen more, I could pick out some of those vocal differences that mm-hmm. I was just complaining about. But even the music, a lot of it, it sounds like it's just either written and or produced by the same people. It's probably not the case. Um, it's just my my unfamiliarity with it. Yes, yes. I, and it's how I, I'm making sense of it. Yeah, I, I hear that. But then we also have Taylor. <laughs> I really, She's her own thing. I really want to dislike Taylor Swift. Same here. Yeah, but it's but really just my inner musician angst, jealous of another who became as big as she's become, watching her go out there and do it so effortlessly. And she's released three albums in 2021. Did yeah. you hear her collaboration with Bonnie Vare? It, God, it you're goddamn right. Again, <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love well, it's Bonnie Vare, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna love everything Bonnie Vare does. But when you put Bonnie Vare in this type of song, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm all over it. It's yeah. a great, 
it's a great callback to some of those kind of 80s uh, uh, duets mm-hmm. that would come out with a guy and a girl. Well, Evermore was woman, launched brilliantly. Whatever you want to say. You know, oh, yes. The way that it came out, it was out of nowhere. Suddenly, the world found out that Taylor Swift just put a new album out on Spotify and <laughs> iTunes, and suddenly there it was. And it was this really laid back, folksy. Yeah, and that's what I think what was so great about it because it kind of fit the time. It did. It was how right. everybody was kind of feeling in that period. Interest, introspective. During, during lockdown and in the pandemic. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, people just got to hate, 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 hate. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> she was denied owning her own music. This is very sad. I actually think re-recording her early albums, which were two of the albums that came out in 2021, they were Taylor's version. Whoever owns the masters to albums gets the residuals for television, radio, and film airplay. Such bullshit. Her masters for her first five or six albums were bought up by an investment company, not even by a producer, another musician, an investment company bought those. She wanted to buy the rights to them, but it was too much money for her to spend, even based on the success that she's had. So what does she do? She goes out and re-records those songs and delivers new masters to radio, television, and film. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so fucking awesome. It is. I really don't have Taylor on any of my playlists, but she's got a lot of respect from me. Oh, definitely. I don't have other than exile because of Bon Iver. Mm -hmm. I don't have her on any of my playlists, any songs, but I definitely know a lot of her songs, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you, you got to respect her for this. And I wish more artists had the clout to be able to pull this off, to take money out of the pockets of just people looking for the money grab, the investment. Yep. If you want to hate on Taylor Swift because of her music, blah, 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 look more into why she's doing what she's doing right now. And if you don't respect her, then you got a problem. Yeah, you do. She's taking music back to herself. She's oh, taking the ownership. Definitely. Of it back. It be- because she writes this stuff. It mm-hmm. should belong with her. Yes. But here's the thing about Taylor Swift. The music's not made for me. It's not made for you. I was speaking to somebody at work the other day and she was telling me about her 18 year old daughter and how her 18 year old daughter has all the different Taylor Swift albums on vinyl and the different colors and the way the vinyl comes and how it looks and how pretty it is. Oh, that's awesome. And that's what Taylor's doing for her fans. And you want to hate on Taylor Swift for her music. Fine. It's not for you, but you're stupid for even wasting that emotion because she's producing good stuff for people out there who are enjoying it. And those are good people too. So I think you get more of a gender mix when you get the pop and country Mm -hmm. as opposed to the rock. You know, I miss the Joan Jets and the Chrissy Hines of the world, but we've lingered enough. I think we've out talked 2021. There are definitely some points on here where we could just keep going on and on and on. And to think we thought when we came to 2021, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. No, exactly. And hopefully it didn't just come off as middle-aged white guy rants or ponderings, but we need to get to our five. Yes, we, we got to wrap. We got to wrap this episode up. Yes, you're exactly right. But you chose 2021. So you are going to have to make the first pick of the five tonight. As we get started, Matt, it is up to you to tell us what your first song is from 2021 that you chose five minutes before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I chose, I think I chose like two, five minutes or three of them. Five okay. okay. But yeah, I'm going to preface this with a disclaimer that, you know, 
five, 10 years down the road, my five songs would definitely change. I'm going off uh, a week of trying to figure out how this music fits in my life, but there's a few on here that really hit me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to come off one that is more, this is probably the only song. No, it is the only song. Oh man, you're introing these like me on other shows. I know. (laughs) Just tell us what the damn song is. Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like I have to explain myself. The first song is the only song that I had prior knowledge of mm-hmm. before going into 2021. And that's okay. Moon by Kanye West. Okay. Um, I had a feeling something from Kanye would end up on this because I've heard this a lot mm-hmm. from my kids. Uh, it's a nice slice of emo rap. Emo rap. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's not really, it's not rapping. They're, they're singing on it with Kid Cudi and Don Tolliver. But it is definitely more mellow. Uh, Kanye just knows how to put a song together. Mm-hmm. You know, I dig the minimalist uh, way he approaches stuff. I don't really think he goes for layers of bullshit. He just gets kind of right to the point. Another rap artist for Matt you know, influenced. I, that's from only two. That's this. only two. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I think we're going to come across a few of them through the 2010s. Yeah, we might. Yeah, we might. Okay. So my turn. Yes. All right. My number one. I am going to start with Dumpsta Funk. <laughs> what? Dumpsta <laughs> Funk. <laughs> like dumpster, but dumpsta. Dumpsta. <laughs> dumpster Funk. And the song is United Nations Stomp. There's nothing extremely special about this song as far as being some original, amazing piece of music. This is just a nasty, classic sounding blues rock funk stomp beats epic guitar solos acapella hand claps it's a complete throwback without getting tired for me while i'm listening to it through the song okay yeah if if you've ever heard a song and thought oh i would love to be in a small club watching this band play this song that's what this i thought that many times yeah that's what this song does for me this song is almost Almost on the edge of feeling like gospel rock. Hmm. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. It's got great energy and it captures its own style of music perfectly. So that's my number one. Dumpsta funk, United Nations, United Nations stomp. (laughs) All right. I'll go for my number two. I will go with Sam Fender. 17 going under. Sam Fender's a Geordie. What's that? He's from Newcastle area. Oh, okay. In yeah. I, I, okay. I fig- and his voice was familiar to me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I know another song of his. Ooh. Hey, I like that. <laughs> I like that punctuation right there. <laughs> I found this when I was going through uh, lists of indie bands mm-hmm. to see if anybody that I had listened to from back in 2008 were putting out newer stuff that I, uh, that I could bring to this. It's a really good song. Um, I haven't gotten around to checking out the rest of the record, but I plan to. Um, I really like his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the soundscape that he's putting out. So, yeah, 17 yeah. going under. I, I can't knock Sam Fender. It. Like I said, he's a Geordie. I've seen him, you know, touring around the UK here. He's been on the morning television programs a couple of times after being up and out all night long. And it it basically it's the American equivalent of sitting on the good morning America couch. And he's been sitting there on the couch 
absolutely still hammered from the night before. He's got the night sweats going on. He's got the night sweats. <laughs> He's trying to do the interview. And eventually he kind of admits to them. Yeah, I'm yeah. still, I've been up all night. I'm still feeling it. <laughs> but but he's he's a gracious, great guy. You know, he's, like I said, he's from Newcastle when their football team got bought out by a billionaire from somewhere in the world and they knew yep. they were going to get a lot more investment into their club a year ago. He went to the streets and was handing out beers and playing songs to oh, people. Awesome. He, yeah, he's a great artist. So you, you pick somebody who I've got some admiration for and his music is really solid. So great. Yeah. So yeah, that was my second uh, Jim. What do you got? My second song I think it's going to be a bit of an oddball. It's a Death Cab for Cutie cover of the TLC song Waterfalls. Wow. Yeah. Look, you're not going to get much love for Death Cab for Cutie from me. I neither like them nor dislike them when they were peaking back in the day in college or, or, you know, alternative radio, whatever they were doing. One great album that hit hit with me. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. They they were to, to me at the time they were just another band on the radio and then they did Twilight so that was another reason why they <laughs> kind of <laughs> slipped for me. However, I always thought that Waterfalls by TLC was a really well written song, and when I heard this version, it connected that for me. I stopped. I listened to the story and the lyrics. It wasn't just a pop song anymore, and I had a greater appreciation for the song, and also. It was way better than Weezer's attempt at No Scrubs a few years. Oh come on! I love so, I like that, no. but I can't take it seriously. And that's the that's the that might be my problem is that Weezer's not taking it seriously either. But Death exactly. Cab for Cutie do a good job actually transferring the emotion of this song, and it shows because these bands are resurrecting TLC songs, they were good material in their time. Okay, well that's my number two. Yeah, so, they had they they had two good songs. They right? had two. Well, no, they. We got oh, creep. We yeah. got waterfalls. We got no scrubs. They had three. Okay, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it sound like they're Led Zeppelin, man. Hey, we are two. Oh, hold old, on. We, I, we are two old white dudes listing off three TLC songs. Come on, man. Yeah. If yeah, we I know be, those songs, yeah. they had to have been pretty good. Okay, Matt. So that's it for me. Uh, yeah, I like that song. On to number three for you. What do you got coming? I will go with Mercy by Aaron Jones. I can't I can't say enough about how much I really am happy I found this album. Mm -hmm. I it's something that's I feel like it's been missing from my life. Absolutely agree. It's so great. What a great discovery of new rock music. It's got the right amount of polish to it. Mm -hmm. Not it's not overly done. He's got such a great voice, heavy beats. I know you've listened to it, but people listening, give Aaron Jones a chance. If you're missing some new rock music, or maybe I'm late to the show, I don't know. But this is a great, great album. And I know I'm going to take this one with me. So my number three? You're number three. My number three. Here we go. My number three is going to be Typhoons by Royal Blood. This band could be seen as gimmicky. Once again, we have a two-piece rock band, a la The White Stripes, Black Keys, or 21 Pilots. The lead singer, Mike Kerr, lays down like vicious bass lines, but he uses this massive pedal board to get guitar distortion, sustain, and everything else. All right. You feel like you're listening to both guitar and bass at the same time, 
when you're listening to a Royal Blood tune. And then you also have Ben Thatcher, who is an incredibly hard-hitting, tasty drummer. Having played in bands over my life, playing bass, having been both frontman and having been just the support character in the band, I looked at this guy playing bass and leading and playing these riffs and thought, yeah. why, why, didn't I, why didn't I think of that? Well, you know what? And, and I can understand that because the best part of a band is th- the rhythm section. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a great rhythm section, you don't have a great band. It's time for you to get to your number four. What's your number four, Matt? So the next two groups are going to be from me diving into my old indie bands that I used to listen to back in the early 2000s. Okay. If I get nothing out of going through 2021, if I get nothing more than these two groups, I'm more than happy. I'm going to start out with the vaccines and a lone star. That's a good band. Yep. They're great. Yeah. And if we never had covered 2021, I wouldn't, I would have waited longer to find this album. Mm -hmm. I lost track of this band. So I'm, I'm just so happy that I have it now. Alone Star has that echoey guitar that reminds me of surf music that mm-hmm. they had in earlier releases. Great, lively drum beats. Um, I like the horns in it. Mm-hmm. Usually it's earlier albums where bands make their best material, but the this band, they just they're getting better. So now I realize I have a couple albums to go back on and listen to. So I'm so excited to go and listen to them. So that's my number four, Jim. What do you got for us? So my number four is Wolf Alice, and the song is Smile. It's a really cool tune. Wolf Alice is brilliant. This song's an answer to the Me Too movement and women being told to just shut up and smile. I think it oozes attitude and it also summons a touch of 90s grunge in the guitar sound. It's crazy to think that Wolf Alice started as a folk duo and now rocks this hard. Okay. There's this song. I almost brought another song, if I can say this in this moment. Definitely, please. I almost brought the song The Last Man on the Earth, which I think is a beautiful tune. There's a great performance of it on the Jules Holland show, which I know you enjoy. Go look up Last Man on the Earth performed on Jules Holland. I will. And you'll probably understand why I really like this band. You know, sometimes a song can lead you into liking the band and then you like another song more. Oh, I think that's what happened. I liked Last Man on the Earth first. And then as I got into the band, I really liked this song, Smile. When I came to bring this list to the show, I had to think to myself, am I trying to create a list that I want people to go and listen to the band? Or am I trying to create a list that is also the song that I enjoy the most off this album? And it is Smile. That is the song that I just really love. So I think it's time for my number five. Yeah, your number five is due. I'm just going to take it over. Um, Just like with the vaccines, my number four, number five is another group that I reconnected with thanks to going into 2021, Mm -hmm. and it's the Fratellis. Yes. I think I mentioned them last uh, version we did, Mm -hmm. the Fratellis, and I only chose this song because right now this is the song that clicked with me five years, 10 years down the road and a different song on the album could, could connect with me, but Oh Roxy. Yeah. I lost connection with them after the first couple albums, Costello music. And here we stand. 
I can't explain how happy I am that I found this album. They differ from the vaccines, obviously mm-hmm. musically, but an experience for me that where the vaccines changed and evolved, but I could still hear the vaccines and I can still hear the Fratellis, but definitely grew up sound wise. This whole album is going to be one that sticks with me. It's very dreamy. I love the melodies and the harmonies on mm-hmm. this song. Just I love this album so much already. So you found you you did find something in 2021. I, I did the vaccines and the Fratellis right there. Two groups that I really liked a few years ago that I I'm reconnecting with and finding that they're still putting out great music. That's a good thing. It so is. my number five. Your number five. What you got? Uh, my number five. <laughs> they better be good, Jim. Any, anybody who has not known me <laughs> in, in the past year, seen me on social media, they would know that I became obsessed with a new band. It was so hard to pick one song off this album for me. It, are they going to become your Ramones where I mention them every time? <laughs> well, maybe when I'm doing this show when I'm 90, 40 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to say the Ramones. That's all. Uh, You know, the the band is called The Snuts and the song is Glasgow. I started following The Snuts a year or two previous. They were putting out some singles here. The singles were really cool. And then a couple of those singles wound up getting put on this album that came out in 2021. The song Glasgow is on this album. I do think it was released a year or two earlier as a single, but then Mm -hmm. it came on this album in 2021. That's People do that all the time, though. Yeah, yeah. Glasgow was my first home here in Scotland. I had my first job right in the center of the city and walked through it every day for over a year. This song just gives me the sentiment of home when I hear it. I love the guitar work on this song. When I listen to it, there's a a rhythm melody laid underneath everything. And if you go and you listen for it, you'll hear why it really makes this song stand out. The guitar player is busy in this song not just playing chords up and down. It's a Mm -hmm. beautiful melody rhythmic combined aspect that they have going with, with that. I think the snuts are possibly going to be a band that will break in America at some point. I would love it if the snuts broke out here because they're unique. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of everybody. It's just so homogenous. Yeah. When I turn in, I don't know if that's an act. That's, that's a term that I always use for just everything sounding the same. Mm -hmm. And they're definitely a unique sounding band that I wish would get more attention. At least over here. I think America could use a second British invasion of rock and roll music oh, right now. You are so because right. what's going on over here is really cool. And we've seen that in the charts, what we've talked about and the nineties grunge movement is rebirthing over here right now. And I a agree way that it's not doing the same in the States. I agree. Cause we've gone over, we've had versions 2008 mm-hmm. and 2012. And I think I have, mentioned quite a few uk bands Mm -hmm. that are just making great just authentic great real rock music that i'm not hearing in the states i need to get you over here for a festival because half the bands on your lists 
we could go see in a weekend. Exactly. Over here. <laughs> exactly. And I'm surprised because usually whenever I hear a band that something clicks in my head, mm-hmm. I immediately go to the internet and it's usually Wikipedia because, hey, a fact is a fact. If they're a UK band, that's a fact. So 2023, we're doing Glossenberry. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Let's get that I would love by that. our wives. But that's what oh, we should are, are, are you kidding me? I think my wife would love to go on a trip. And I think Linda would like that too. Yeah, yep. that'd be awesome. Okay, okay, Jim, that was your number five. We've yes. wrapped it up. Um, we have no so choice where we're going next. We have no choice because you opened up a poll on mm-hmm. the Facebook page mm-hmm. asking, you gave people three choices yep. between 1991, 1984, in 2016, which yes. I'm a little disappointed, didn't get enough love. <laughs> uh, but we were going to let uh, people choose where we were going to go next. It was a close and call. It was a close call. 84 started, started, you know, coming up from behind. But yep. 1991 won out. Mm-hmm. So that is the next year we're going to cover. It'll be our 10th episode. 10th and 11th, because we've decided that we're going to split. We're, we're going to split this episodes. one into two. There's too much to talk about. There's too much to talk about. And I don't know if it's considered special to everybody listening, but I think it's special to us because, Mm -hmm. you know, we get to talk more about music and being a big year. We, it would have been nice to maybe do this with like 1980 or (laughs) 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 19, you know, had, had we known going in how big those years, but I think it's going to be a great, uh, it's going to be a great relief to split 91 into two episodes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I'm not going to complain about that. No, I think it's going to be a good idea. I think what you'll see when we get to 91 is the reason why it needs to be split. 1984 is very familiar in an MTV kind of way. Whereas 1991, I started to preview it last night and I realized you talk about, you wish there were these times when all of this different kind of music came together at once. And that's what happened in 1991. And that's why it's going to take two shows to talk about. Because at the beginning of 1991, I was still doing the running man and wearing parachute pants. And by the end (laughs) of 1991, I hadn't shaved in a week. My hair was grown out. So anyway, do you want me to sign us off? Is it our turn? Is it your turn? Is it my turn? Um, Geez. Yeah. We ought to keep track of (laughs) We ought to keep better track of this. But for sake of editing, yeah, just go ahead and sign us off. Since neither one of us have to actually announce the next show and neither one of us probably remember who signed off the last show, <laughs> I'll take the lead. Well, I announced. That. I announced last time. So, yeah, oh, you, you take the sign off. That, that makes more sense. Hey, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed 2021. I think it was a more enjoyable show than we anticipated when we pulled the rug back. Well, you know, the floor was still clean. It hadn't been too. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah, there was a little bit of dust. There but yeah, not bit, too but bad. It wasn't quite bad. as bad as we've seen before. We, we definitely enjoyed 2021 and doing this show, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. As we said, 1991 is coming, and we are going to take that into two episodes. So we hope you come along with us for the ride. Matt, always a joy and a pleasure to talk to you about music as it has been for... Jim, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I don't know if we've said it yet. We probably haven't. But thank you again for everybody listening. Mm -hmm. But please uh, don't hesitate to leave a review or a rating. Talk to us. Um, Yeah, talk to us. Facebook page. (laughs) Yeah, talk to us, please. If we're full of shit, you need to tell us. 
please tell me I'm full of shit because yes. we're we're always ready to engage in conversation. We that. are. We are. As you can tell, we're flexible in our opinions. If you can explain <laughs> why a song that we have shit on is great, we'll listen to you. It might take a little bit of convincing to prove to me that certain <laughs> songs aren't pieces of shit. But everybody's welcome to their opinion. So Everybody please share is. it. Rate, review. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Yes. We can't uh, express that enough. Yes. So thank you. So here we go, everybody. Have a great night. Good night, Matt. Good night, Jim. Peace, love, and podcast.